0: Hello, and welcome to Millennial Musings. I'm Isabella. And I'm Gladys. And we are just two opinionated millennials who sometimes make dumb mistakes. What we want to do here is share our experiences and offer the advice that we wish we had received. And disclaimer, we are not therapists or life coaches, and we have no actual
1: criteria to be giving advice whatsoever. In this episode, I also want to say we are not doctors or dietitians, but you will hear why in a bit but what we could be is your new bestie or big sister so sit back grab a cup of coffee and get ready for some
0: millennial musings yes here we are again um how how have you been well we recorded a previous episode like two days ago so (laughs) (laughs) probably maybe not that much has happened but yeah how are you i'm
1: good i'm good
0: um yeah like you said, it's
1: only been two days, so literally nothing has happened. Well, I have deep cleaned my flat yesterday because I like I like a good clean, but I haven't cleaned in ages because I've been just so busy, so it was really necessary. Um so I feel a bit more sad now. And and I watched Queer Ai and cried a few times. So that has been my weekend. And I had a lot of doggy, like a lot of cuddles with my dog. She's become such a lap dog. She's just always sitting on me now. I love it.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so good. I love that. Yeah. But she won't fit long because she will be a big girl. <laughs> she is quite a big girl already. You know, yeah. we you know we met recently. <laughs> she's, <laughs> yeah, she's quite she's quite big for a puppy already. Well, I don't know how how long are you? When are you a pu- like when do you, when are you not a puppy anymore? <laughs> I think she will grow,
1: she can grow up until nine to 12 months. Oh. And then in between, she will become a woman because she will get a period. Wow, okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, how are you? (laughs) How have you been? I'm good. Um, Yeah, I've been okay. Um, Of course, we do have to say one thing that did happen the traitor's finale.
1: Yes, we promise to everyone who has no interest into the traitors that this will be the last time we talk about it, most likely.
0: <laughs> Until next season, but yes. Until next season, yeah. Ah, uh, well, well, spoilers incoming. Um, I cried. I cried. Out <laughs> <laughs> of happiness. Uh, yes, I was like, I cannot. First of all, that like that final... Could I not have been my- more like they could not have made this any more nerve wracking until the n- very last second. Also, the two people who were left were like it, it was just everything was just perfect. I I was like I cannot believe he actually did it. I cannot believe he did it. <laughs> he was also so close to not doing it because I have to
1: say, Chess played a great game as well. He had his strategy was actually quite like. I love that they called him Ch- Chi how did they call him Chigata Christie? <laughs> Chagata <laughs> Christie. He was really good. Like he was good. And he got it right most of the time. But then well, thanks to Molly, honestly, Harry and Molly's friendship saved Harry's win with this, I think.
0: Honestly. She started Isabella, she started writing Harry and then I know. changed. <laughs> I know. Because she... she looked him in the eyes and, she said, and he said, no, I promise you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Which, honestly, I get that, though. If I was Molly, it's like you don't want to take, like, you know, you don't want to be wrong about that. You don't want to be the person who took that away from someone that you like so much. But, of course, she played herself. <laughs> well, he didn't care about that part, did he? <laughs> no. Oh, no. But he,
1: he's a great player. They were all... Yeah. It was good. It was good the way it ended. I was happy.
0: Oh, uh, I re- ugh, I really loved it. Yeah. I'm so happy that also now we got to see what what it's what it's like when a traitor wins. Yeah. 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 But yeah, jazz that man can forever be like, okay, I I'm the best at reading people. <laughs> he can be the he can have the biggest
1: I told you so. <laughs> yes. And I also like when cuz then after the finale you could watch the The uncloaked, I think they call it, like the little podcast thing. But life, when Harry said he wasn't even aware how close Jazz was to uncover it all, um, until he watched it himself and was like, "Oh my god, he's gonna get me!"
0: (laughs) Yeah, but that's the thing because, like, we kind of forgot that as well, you know? Because watching it, you're like, "No, no, no!" Yeah, you need to get rid of Jazz, but he didn't know that Harry didn't know that Jazz was onto him because Jazz played it really well and he didn't tell anyone. But I was also like. Yeah, I don't know. Like when Jazz went for another vote or like another banishment, I was like, yeah, there's no point because, well, clearly, apparently Molly was very close to voting Harry out. But I was like, I never expected that. I was like, and now you're just giving that two votes against you. So like that you've lost either way. Which I didn't
1: understand at all, because if Molly really thought Jazz was a traitor then he didn't have to do the revote because he could have won that game there and then if the other two would have been faithful and chess would have voted green as well he would have won the game because he would have been the only traitor left so i don't know how I know. molly molly
0: literally just went with her emotions in that scenario i know unless it was both of them and he was like i want the other one out so i can get all the money but then then it would have been then it, it would have been harry as well so like yeah i, I didn't really i don't yeah. know that was a bit weird but yeah it was tense. Boy, it was... The- <laughs> okay. Do you have
1: any highs and lows this week? Yes, I do. I do have a high. Nothing nothing big or mind-blowing. But I am... Um, well, first of all, I'm happy that Queer Eye is back, but I already mentioned that I watched this. And then secondly, and... Much more importantly, I am finally seeing a friend of mine in a few days because I'm going to visit her in Germany. And yeah, I think it's going to be really fun. And, and I'm ready to pack my stuff and be somewhere as much as I love my puppy. But I will be able to sleep, hopefully, through the
0: night, five five nights in a row. <laughs> it's going to be great. Oh, yeah, that does, sound, that does sound really good. And you're going to Hamburg, right? I've never been. No, not yet. That's later on in the year. Oh my god! I keep messing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is charity too,
0: but it's a lot smaller than Hamburg. Where I'm going, <laughs> I keep mixing those up. But yeah, okay. Well, that's very nice. I Do love you that. have any?
1: Oh, and a low. I I don't I actually. Surprisingly, I don't. I don't have a low. And actually, before we recorded, Glaise and I were talking, and we we're like, "There's no need to dig somewhere <laughs> to find something miserable." So I just don't have a low. <laughs>
0: No, no, neither do I really, apart from... uh, I think I have a cold again. (laughs) So if I sound congested, that is the reason. Um, But I... I, Well, I passed my MOT. Well, my car passed passed the MOT (laughs) (laughs) yesterday, which was really good because I was a bit nervous about it. So that's good news. And um, yeah, then I also think this was a good week. Like the weather was good. It was sunny. I went for some walks. I actually feel like, because my low, I think last time was that I didn't really go out, go outside that much. And I really feel like I'm getting some structure in my day, which sometimes can be a problem for me. (laughs) So yeah, I'm like waking up earlier than usual. And then I just go into my office and then I just... (laughs) you know, do some work. And then I actually take a break around lunchtime, which I don't always do. So that has been, that has been good. Yeah. That sounds nice. That sounds like a good routine. Good feet. Yes. So, um, okay. I think we can, I have the get- perfect segue right now. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I can see my one gray
1: hair coming up in the camera. That is a good segue. <laughs> it's literally always there. And I feel like I plucked it several times, but it's just always coming back. Yeah. I have a lot more than one gray hair, but um, that's the one that's in the front.
0: I don't know if I have any. Because,
1: yeah, it's
0: all bleached. Yeah. So let's keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Is there another maybe one? You- Look, there's another one.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well... actually think it really depends like my grandfather he's gray but it's like white it's basically like my ideal hair color so i feel like if i would be gray and it would look really good i i would just have that i think yeah (laughs) i don't mind having a gray afro at some point but maybe maybe (gasps) let's wait a little oh that would (laughs) look so good that would look so good um yes because you know we are <laughs> Stop looking at it <laughs> <laughs> okay so um yeah we are 31 I'm 31 you're 29 which by most definitions is young <laughs> but of course we as well are getting older you know i'm reminded of it every day when something happens like for example when i realized that the album of my youth born this way came out 13 years ago this year or something or when when i was younger actors that i would see and i would be like oh they look very very nice or like they seem nice and then i would google them and they used to be used to always be a lot older than me and then now sometimes i look them up and they're younger than me which is, which is shocking sometimes um but I kind of wanted to ask you because of course you know you're 29 you're turning 30 this year and I know that I definitely had some some feelings about that when it happened to me. <laughs> so how are you feeling knowing that that's
1: coming? Well, I'm going to I'm going to take a detour to answer that question of your of yours. Um and I think I'm just going to get into how I feel about getting older in general, which, by the way, if you haven't clocked it yet, that's the theme of this episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, how? where do I start? Okay, so I think getting older is quite a privilege, actually. And I found a quote by Mark Twain that says, do not complain about growing old. It's a privilege denied to many. And I do 100% agree with that, especially... Once I found someone on Instagram that completely changed my perspective on growing older, um, her name is, or was unfortunately Nicola Newman, or as her Insta handle says, it's Nicknack Lou. The Instagram account is still present. Her husband is taking care of it because there's still a lot of charities going on. Um, shows she was diagnosed with stage four, um, breast cancer. So it was terminal. Um, But yeah, so I found her Instagram account pretty much immediately when I um, moved to the UK. And her whole message about the account was, first of all, reminding everyone to check your tatas, as she said, um, every month at the same time of the month. And she also wanted to send a message of you should go out there and grab life. Um, And I know I did not know her personally, but it wasn't just really another Instagram account I followed. It honestly really had a mental impact on me, like a positive one on how she saw life and how she talked about that getting older is a privilege and that everyone should be thankful for the time we get because she knows she doesn't have as much. Um, Unfortunately, she passed away in September of 2023, I think five or six years after being diagnosed, Um, but she she did make sure to live the life as well as she could and to the fullest. So I'm sorry for the little Debbie Downer here, but... Honestly, I kind of look, I really look forward to turning 30 this year. Um, and I'm t- I'm looking forward for my 40s and I'm looking forward to be retired one day. Like, I'm, re- I'm, of course, getting older, I find it scary and I get to that in a bit. But as of now, as long as I'm physically and mentally healthy, I really don't mind getting older because when I think of every age I've already been, I wouldn't want to go back to any of it. Like, because... Every age I would go back, I kind of would lose something that I've learned as I got older. So the part I am a bit worried about getting older is, I would say, the health and the wealth. (laughs) Because you never know what's going to happen. Like, if I can afford living in a retirement home, like we just recently talked about, like in the movie, In Her Shoes, a Florida-esque scene with a pool and water aerobics in the morning and a group of other retired people I can hang out with and I'm mentally fit, then... That's great. I I can't wait for retirement if that's going to be it. But we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. And we only have so much control over everything. Um, And then another thought I had, and I know I'm only turning 30, like I'm not an 80 year old woman yet. But I read somewhere online, I have no idea where, somewhere on social media, that an older woman was asked if she's feeling like jealous of young people. Um, And her reply was, why would I? I have lived more life than they have. I've already collected experiences and memories, so they probably should be jealous of me. And I really love that mindset. So I don't know if that answers your question about how I feel about turning 30, but I think I'm just, I'm excited about every year I get to turn older, I would say. I think that's a great mindset (laughs)
0: to have. (laughs) And I agree. Um, I actually, I look forward to getting older as well, because I just honestly think that life keeps yeah. getting better. And the main reason for that for me is that like you phrased very eloquently, (laughs) you know yourself better and better. And it's so true what you say that like, if you would go back to even two years ago or five years ago or 10 years ago, you would lose all these things that you have learned about yourself and about the world. And I would not, yeah, I would not want that. Like I like myself more than ever now. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I really think that every year gets better. Um, but then, yeah, of course, sometimes there are moments where the thing for me is like I don't know, it's very um mixed because on the one hand, I really look forward to getting older and getting all these um experiences and learning all these things, and then on the other hand, it's also that constant realization of like, oh, I will never be in my twenties again like that will that will never happen again, like I will never um get to experience life at that age again or something um but yeah that's just part of it i guess (laughs) because yeah you're so right that like i also wouldn't want to go back to who i was back then so yeah you know i was just listening to (laughs) you're never gonna guess it How to fail with Elizabeth Day, (laughs) and and she was talking about like how she used to have this five year plan. Like she really used to live in that in that mindset of like, oh, you know, in the next five years. And she almost lived her life with that future person in mind, or like that future version of herself. But then, as she got older, she realized she's in her forties now. I think early forties. She realized again and again that like she was she five years later she was far from that person that she thought she would be so why did she waste all that time planning for that and one of the biggest things for her was she was always convinced that she was going to be a mother biologically and it did not happen for her and now she's at a point where she's like but it's just it means that you know I can start a podcast on a whim or I can go to l a and live there for a month, or i can I can do all these things, and you kind of i think start looking at it that way as well, start looking at like okay, did I when I was nineteen, I thought that I would be by this age I would be married and have children and everything as well um and that didn't happen but that is good because now I wouldn't want that life anymore. So I think you do really start thinking about like, oh yeah, but of course, yeah, there's you can have this plan, but things will always turn out a little or or very differently than what you plan. And that's that's kind of the beauty of it because it also means that everything is possible and that you can do so many things and that you can always change your mind at the age of forty or fifty or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like that. I, it just reminded me that when, when I was at uni doing my bachelor's, I like, from the moment I started uni, I always had a plan. Okay. I'm going to do this now. I'm going to do this internship. Then I'm going to get my bachelor done. Then I'm going to apply for universities in England. But before then I want to work in this field. And then I do my master's degree. But after my master's degree, everything stopped. Like I had absolutely no plan. And I still don't, (laughs) I still don't really have one. I've had, I haven't had a plan on where I'm going to go since 2019, since I've graduated. And I'm. I mean, on one hand, it can be a bit stressful sometimes, (laughs) but also on the other hand, I'm like, I'm just going with the flow because I have no idea. I could have the perfect five year plan, like you just said, like Elizabeth Day said, but then I just lose interest in something maybe, and I just want to go a completely different direction. So I think that's also the beauty of getting older. Like you get, you have, it's your time to just you you get. Getting older gives you time to just do so many different things, and that's why also I think it falls into. The privilege category and not something to be said about
0: yeah 100 percent. and then also I think another big one is like you said as well not caring anymore but then also um not like a big one for me for example is about relationships specifically romantic relationships like um realizing and you know we've we've talked about this before but like I really used to think that I used to have this, this idea of love and it was like this, these adrenaline rushes that I was kind of addicted to when I was, you know, a late teenager and in my early twenties, it was like these ups and downs. I thought that that was passion. I thought that that was love. But as you get older, I think it's not like, that's not important and actually that's not good (laughs) for your mental or physical health. Um, And My idea about that has completely changed. And I think that goes for many people, actually. I think many people have that experience that, like, as you get older, you start realizing, no, it's not about that. It's not about this, like, ooh, will we, won't we thing. That is not what makes you happy in the long run. Like, I would much rather now have... Um, Elizabeth also (laughs) put it in very nice words when she was like, rather than having this like massive flame immediately, I would rather have a cozy bonfire that retains its heat and that you actually can have and keep warm <laughs> for much longer yeah. and that now i think for me is what love is about i used to be that person of like oh and we need to be in the same bookshop and like both go for the same book but there's only one one copy left and then he takes me out for coffee and everything no like now you realize that it's not about any of those things anymore if you meet someone on a dating app <laughs> and you both purposely go to that date with the idea of i know what i want i know the kind of person that i want to be with and then you just find each other and it works like that is romantic as well yeah that is that is fine and in and, and nobody actually gives a shit about how you met or something the only thing that matters is is that you just yeah love each other for who you are and and it took me a very long time to realize that so that with that for me is definitely something that i learned um getting older as well also that this idea that like uh, i don't know i used to some maybe even subconsciously stay in that like suffering because i thought that that was that's what life was about or something and i used to put myself in these situations where i was just suffering and i I really that's the life
1: of catholics (laughs) The future, <laughs> the future uh, goes that I remember. It was always about you need to suffer to be a good Christian,
0: which I have <laughs> never been. But, <laughs> but, but still it used to be yeah i don't know i had this really good quote earlier this week that's like there's a difference between pain and suffering like you can still feel pain about things that have happened to you but you need to stop putting yourself in this in these submissive situations where like you you don't have any control or you tell yourself that you don't have any control and that you're just that you're just going through it and that you're suffering like no you need to take control of those things and be like yeah, I can either sit here and wallow in self pity forever, or take charge. And yeah, that's yeah. basically when I
1: mentioned Nick, Clue or like Nicola. Um, she let's could call have, her Nicola. <laughs> let's call her Nicola. She could have just sat in her in self pity and be like, "I'm ill and I can't do anything about this." But she was like, "Okay, I've got about five to ten years. Let's make the fucking best out of this." And she started a life list, and it's like you know. She literally, from what she's shown, and she's shown the good and the bad sides. And she really, she's just motivated. It was just motivating.
0: But then also, like, she has changed the way you think about life. Yeah. Is that, is that not, like, the most incredible thing that you can do with your life? Is, yeah. like, make other people see these things differently? And, like, you you told me that when she passed and then I looked at her Instagram. And I think she, she put something, like, the the, the post was, like, if you're reading this, I'm I'm dead or something. And it was yeah. something like, I don't want any of that like bullshit about like, oh, she moved on to whatever. Like, no, I'm I've I've died. And I I really loved how you know yeah. how open and direct she was about that. And I wanted to mention this later, but it really fits here as well. So I was listening to <laughs> honestly, a how to fail episode with Mo Mo Gaudat, I think his name is. Um And he is, he used to be a Google executive. And then he realized that he was, he was incredibly rich. He had everything he wanted and he was very unhappy. He was depressed. And then he, um, he kind of, he started thinking about happiness, but from almost like a scientific point of view. And then he came up with like how you can basically make yourself happy or something. And it sounds very like you know i don't know just life coaching simplified or whatever or like yeah that's easier said than done but actually like that was also the one episode where I, i was going i was going for a walk in the park and i started crying because of what this man was saying because he was saying that so he lost his son like his son died at the age of 21 i think um during an appendix surgery. So it was like a very routine surgery that is not supposed to kill you at all. And things went horribly wrong and the son died. Mo Gadot was like, okay, well, I can do two things. I can live the rest of my life in pain and, and suffering. And, yeah, and you could tell that he was still in a lot of pain and like it really made him emotional, obviously. But he was like, I can either suffer for the rest of my life and then at the end of my life, my son will still not be here. He will still be dead. Or I can spend the rest of my life making trying to be happy and making other people happy and sharing this message as well and it was just so beautiful because (laughs) he was saying that like in the UK how you know we turn on the news and there's like all these horrible things like, oh, um, a, there's a corrupt politician or there's a war or there's a this and there's a that. And the, and we always focus on the negative because that's what we do. And that's what we scientifically are programmed to do as well. But he was also like, but at the same time, two people have just fallen in love. A cat has just gotten fed. Like Those are things that you don't hear on the news, but that is life as well. And then he said about his son, which I think is kind of, you know, it relates to what you said about Nicola. He said, yeah, my son died and I will forever be sad about this. But my son also lived. My son mm. also had 21 years of incredible experiences, of of incredible memories, of changing people's lives, of making other people happy. And I thought that was, I was sobbing. <laughs> That's just such a, such a beautiful way of looking at it.
1: Yeah. It really is. And I think basically what we can take away from this when we think about getting older is it's really important to learn what happy means to you. So you can just, so you can then be that older woman or man who sits there and be like, why should I be jealous of younger people? Because look at what I've lived. Oh, this is getting deep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, already.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this was nice and deep and a little bit emotional. So I'm going to loosen the mood with something I saw. On of course Instagram as a reel. It probably was a TikTok first. I don't know. I'm not really on TikTok <laughs> except for our own little videos. But maybe you people know him. His name is Jordan Howitt, I think. Actually, let me look that up. I wanted to look that up before and then I got distracted. So what I saw on Instagram is a Reel by Jordan Destellian Aiton. That's his <laughs> that's his Instagram handle. Um his name is Jordan Howlett and he he has like over 7 million followers. So some people might know him. He's the guy who always holds his phone in the mirror and says, come here, come here. And then he talks about something. He's funny. Anyway, he is a 26-year-old Chen Zet guy. And he recently made a video that went went a bit viral. He was listening to a podcast, the Staying Up With podcast. And in that podcast, they talked about how... It's a discourse how Chen said ages like milk, <laughs> as they said. Um, and he then made a video talking about himself, how he's 26 years old. He does look a little bit older than 26. Like, I, I always thought he's like 38 or like a dead of two. <laughs> so I was quite surprised when he said he's Chen Z. He's younger than Tom Holland and his girlfriend, whose name I always say wrong. <laughs> Zendaya, is that the right way? Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um what do you always say? I always know? say something wrong. Um, it's always a different one, a name that I use. Anyway, he was talking To be fair though, Tom Holland looks like a 14-year-old. He
1: does. He he really does. Um, so he said he's younger than them. You need to go look him up if you want to get what I'm saying, I think. And then he also said he once stayed in a queue um to get an autograph by From The Rock, from Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And when he finally arrived at front, um he said I queued for three hours and then the rock said who's this for and he said it's for Jordan and then Dwayne wrote for Jordan your dad is such a great guy (laughs) (laughs) and then he queued here for hours that's what he wrote on the poster and then Dwayne said to him oh it wasn't it easier for our generation to be happy we didn't have to do things like this or something like that (laughs) Jordan was like he thought I am his age he thought I was 52 (laughs) I'm looking him up now. Dwayne is 52. (laughs) He does not look like 52. I also don't think Dwayne thought he was 52, but he probably thought, like, you have a child. I don't know. He does not look that old. It's a bit over-exaggerated, I think. But basically, the whole discourse was about how Gen Z isn't aging, as well as millennials, because... For millennials, there are a lot of articles talking about how we still look like babies or like our teenage selves, which I don't agree because I just recently looked at my teenage pictures. But if I go to the movies and I want to watch a horror film and you have to be 18 years old, I always have to show my ID. I'm turning 30 this year. <laughs> um, Jordan probably doesn't have to. And then I found another reel um, from a millennial reacting to that reel. It was a whole loop of real communications going on. Where that woman, who was a millennial, said, you know why we age like this? Because in the 90s, they fed us McDonald's, they fed us weird food in schools, we had all kinds of sweets, and then there's the Gen Z generation who grew up on organic foods. We are being preserved, baby. (laughs) It was like, yeah, I'll get that.
0: (laughs) It's the Diet Coke. (laughs) I hope it is. (laughs) With my consumption of Diet Coke? No, but I I think, I don't know, I probably look about my age. Um, Sainsbury's never asks me for my ID anymore, so I I definitely look over 25. Um, But what do you mean? They're like, so Gen Gen Z, I don't know. Maybe it's also because we actually look like young people and like children, whereas they look like 28-year-olds from the day they're like 14 (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i didn't do much
1: research what they mean with it i just found it really funny um but what he says in his reel is it's the stresses it's the stresses we are growing up with like social media the not the doomsday coming and they can't do anything about it the financial insecurity and all that stuff but obviously it's all like meant in a chokey way and i just i just really had to laugh when he said Dwayne the rock johnson said that "That is for for (laughs) his son (laughs) He also says in the video, when I tell people, oh no, I'm going with my family, they think it's me and my children, but no, I mean me, my mom, and my brother, and people think my mom is my younger sister.
0: <laughs> oh my god.
1: <laughs> oh. Anyway, I just thought I'll loosen the mood a little. And then also, in case anyone's wondering how old are millennials, so the current youngest millennial is 28 and the oldest is four is 43.
0: Okay, so you are, yeah, you're like a very young millennial. <laughs> still fresh, still juicy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah,
1: I think in general that aging or how aging is represented has changed. Um, especially when you look how women, 50 plus, are presented now. Because think back of the Golden Girls, right? They I googled how old it should have been and all the characters except like the one that's in her 80s. Um, they were... Four of them were between the age 55 and 62. Now, Excuse me? <laughs> I know. I know. They, I, I, love thought these were, I thought they, they were supposed to be like 88. <laughs> one of them. <laughs> wow. And the actresses actually also were around that age. So, yeah. And then you look at Sex and the City, especially like the new one that they do, the um just like that they are the same age they do not look like that and their lives are basically not that different to the lives we live you know so I think there was a shift in you don't have to be that grandma just because you're not 30 anymore you know
0: no I also uh one of the best scenes for me is in the is it the the first or the second film where samantha is wearing the same dress as miley cyrus and she's like i'm 50 fucking two and i will rock this dress and that is so true like who decides these rules who decides that you can't wear a dress anymore or you can't have a certain haircut anymore or something that's I, just, know. It's, I mean, I I've, I've, I follow people on Instagram who are like older and they have long hair. And even that is a thing because they say like older people usually have short hair and you're not supposed to have very long hair as an older person. But like who makes these rules? It's ridiculous. But yeah, it's so true what you say in media. They used to always be, you know, the like the funny and kind of kind of crazy grandparent or something like you know like the senile grandparents and that's why and I definitely think we should discuss this and give them a massive well not that they needed <laughs> like a shout out Grace and Frankie honestly oh, yeah. is one of the best shows I think because it shows all aspects of getting older like it doesn't it also doesn't just focus on the positives. It shows the ugliness too. It shows like having arthritis, having a stroke, it shows dementia. Like towards spoiler, <laughs> like towards the end, one of the bigger characters is getting it has dementia. And it shows people in their 80s as people, as people with like needs and dreams and goals and sex lives and everything. And that is that was so rare. Like you just rarely see that they are. The main characters and the the entire show is based on them and around their lives. And And the actresses are in their 80s. It's not
1: like a 60-year-old is playing an 80-year-old. It's the 80-year-olds playing themselves. And I love that. And I I don't have to get into this again. But Jane Fonda is my goddess.
0: (laughs) Both of them. Yeah, of course. yeah. Yeah, they're just, they're incredible. Jane is such an icon she is i mean i love frankie i love the craziness about her and yeah
1: and i want a rise up one day i'm not gonna lie i can i can see that being something i really will embrace <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and that vibrates. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> uh, honestly i want to rewatch it in a bit i'm gonna give it a few months until i forgot most of it and then i'm gonna start again and also the loneliness aspect that could happen and how you can just be have friends and you don't need a husband to get old. Like, I love that.
0: That show made me feel so hopeful. But then of course, we also have to say these women these women are rich as
1: well. Yeah.
0: So they have their like incredible beach house and they live with their best friend, which of course is the ideal scenario. But yeah, of course there is there are some some aspects um, that some variables, I guess, that not everyone um, can live like uh, Grace and Frankie, unfortunately. But we can all pray. We <laughs> it's going to happen eventually. We can all hope and pray. <laughs> <laughs> but like, actually, I don't know. My great grandmother, you know, my my family on my mum's side is from a very small town, and when my great grandmother went to a home, she basically and like, I mean. You know, I'm not going to lie. Nursing homes are some of the most depressing places (laughs) often. Uh, Every time I went there, I was like, oh my God, like you have lived your entire life. You've worked your entire life. And this is where you end up literally just waiting to die and like seeing all the people around you. Like, oh, Uh, but (laughs) she was there with basically all of her friends that she had known her entire life, you know, because she grew up in that town uh, or in that area at least. And so had all of these other people. So she was just there with people that she'd known for sixty years, which yeah. is kind of nice in a way. I will never have that because I don't have that small town mentality, but that's one of the one of the good things about that, I think. Yeah, it's the community-based
1: living. And I guess it's the same in my village. I'm pretty sure the people who currently are in that retirement home, they all they've all known each other. So and then the other thing is your friend might get a visitor, but then you already know that visitor as well. So you know, you always, if you're mentally still here and fit, that I guess you can have a great time.
0: <laughs> it is, I know, it is kind of nice. I also, um and of course, loneliness is a very, very big thing with older people as well. Um My hope, and that's maybe a little bit naive, but I hope that our generation will be more okay because like we use we know how to use tech and social media to our advantage so like we maybe maybe when we're like 80 or 90 we can video call people and yeah i hope that this can kind of help our generation like my grandmother already she she knows how to video call she knows how to message me on instagram and everything my grandfather is on his laptop all the time he's more technical than i am um but then my other grandmother never really wanted to learn. So the one on my on my mom's side, she can do all of that. She's really good. And then we stay in touch with like very small things. You know, she messages me, hey, how are you doing? Then I message her back and then, you know, that's fine. Um, but yeah, like my other grandmother has never really wanted to mm. to learn. She was all like, nah, I can't do that anyway. I'm not going to do it. And yeah, there there is kind of a a difference because you, I don't know, it's just... It really helps if you can, I think. <laughs> Do that. I'm also being very hopeful that
1: because, I don't know, this is just me being naive as well, but like we kind of seen the struggles and how how sad it can get. So I'm hoping that maybe eventually we're trying to put more effort into that thing. That's what, something I noticed when driving around the UK. Um, every now and again, like in outside towns, there's like these complexes being built with several houses really nice houses and then there's while there's still a construction site there's big posters that say you can get a place here this plan for this complex is to bring families and older people together so it will be like a retirement slash family home area where they I think want to combine the different generations and I think that's really nice like I hope we're gonna figure something out to make it more affordable to have good aging my boyfriend's grandma she lives in a assisted living thing so he she has her own flat but it's all all the people around her are around her age they're like seniors but they have a lot of events like we saw her around christmas and she was like oh yeah my social calendar was so full they had elvis nights and movie nights and dance nights and they had present like people coming who did some like i don't know a show basically, and she was like, Yeah, I need a calm new year. She's in her, she's like 94, like she's going. And she said, Even during COVID, you know, they weren't allowed to like meet and gather, so sometimes they just secretly had a cup of tea in the washing room, like where the laundry machines are.
0: Like, that's that sounds great. That sounds like the kind of aging I want. <laughs> that <laughs> does sound really. Yeah, that does sound really good. Like, I don't know, I think yeah, it can it can really go both ways because of course you hear you hear very tragic stories of people who just feel so lonely or people who just don't want to go to a home and then Yeah, but I don't know. If it yeah, if it's nice and if it's all if you're still if you're like physically and mentally okay, then it can be good. And I really hope that that will be the case for me.
1: <laughs> okay. So we talked a lot about, you know, the mentality behind getting older in like the situation you can be in. But I guess one of my questions would be on a more superficial level. Would you ever get anything done? Like, or how do you feel about your appearance changing and like, yeah, that aspect of of it all?
0: Uh, I don't know if I would ever get anything done I think maybe yes but more in a way if it if it almost like impacts my life a little bit like for example uh, one of my grandmothers has very like her eyelids have really started to like kind of fall over her eyes almost if that makes sense it's it doesn't sound as dramatic as how I say I know it but what like, you mean. it yeah. is something that you know she can feel and like it really annoys her and I think if something like that happens then then yes um but in terms of like how i look or the fact that my face changes or wrinkles or something i at this point in my life and of course you know i'm 31 which is okay but i i also i realize that my face looks very different from 10 years ago already and that i have wrinkles um but i kind of like it like i really love wrinkles i i don't really have that thing of like oh i want my I don't know, forehead to be smooth (laughs) or something. So I don't really, I don't really think so. Um, But then again, I can also see the pressure to do it. Um, But I heard Dolly Alderton talk about this and she talked about like how she's very, afraid of well getting getting older and then eventually dying and we'll talk about that later (laughs) um but because I really related but she also said she doesn't want to do anything like plastic surgery wise because she feels like it will catch up with you eventually and she said if I start doing all these things now there will come a day where I can't stop it anymore and it will quite literally hit me in the face (laughs) so much and that will devastate me like the moment I need to realize okay I can't I can't do like, I don't, I can't do anything anymore to like, to, to, you know, still look like I live, like, like it's 2017 for me <laughs> Like at some point it will catch up with you. Um, so I don't know. I always feel about those things. Like I understand that you feel so that there's maybe something that you feel very insecure about. And then you feel like I would be so much happier and more confident. But then on the other hand, I'm also like, but there's always part of me that's like but would you feel happier and more confident because you have then fixed that thing that society deems unacceptable you know um like with a face that is getting older or like with a nose that you don't like and that you think that society has an issue with and because um i actually looked this up and i found out that um men only make up 5 to 15% of procedures like cosmetic surgery uh which then makes me think okay so clearly it has something to do with the patriarchy and the pressure on i mean this is not surprising i think but this has something to do with the pressure on women to look a certain way so then i i don't know it's always that question of like how much of it is what you really want and how much of it is kind of wanting to you know like look the way that society tells you that you should look. I don't know. How do you feel? I feel the same. I think I
1: totally get why people are doing it. And I mean, would I do it? I don't know. Because I'm not going to say never. However, I think it might be too risky for me to do so. Like, especially nowadays, I feel like getting fillers or Botox is just treated as benign as going to the hairdresser. Like when you hear people talk about it, it's just like oh yeah, I've got to go to the gym and then after I'll just meet my Botox lady and then we can meet for coffee. And I'm like, wow. Because for me, even though it's just a quick injection, I would treat it like a surgery. Because what I mean with this is like, there's a lot of risks that come with it and complications that can occur. Like you can have a small surgery, but something could go wrong and you can have a Botox injection and it can do you dirty. And you can't really get rid of it that quickly, or it might even like there are people who now talk on TikTok about how they got the, their tenth injection of Botox. It always been fine, but this time her eye got paralyzed and now it's just hanging down. And that's not revertible. And then I'm like, was that worth it to like get rid of a few wrinkles? So I personally just would be too scared about. And I'm not judging people who get it because I get I also get why you would do it. Um But then there's this YouTuber, her name is Stephanie Lang, and she talks a lot about like celebrities and influences, how they represent themselves, how all these trends are here, like um, looking a certain way, like the, like the buckle fat removal, but i get into this in a second, Um, and how people edit themselves to look completely different, you know, and yeah, plastic surgery and everything. She's uncovering things, but she's doing it in a good way. Like the titles of her videos are obviously very like out there and could sound almost insulting, but then she's really respectful in her videos, I think. Anyway, she did one video about what Botox can do and That's where I saw those videos of women who then talk about how their eye got paralyzed, for example. And she also had Botox done a while for herself. And she said that one time it blocked something in her cheek. Now, I don't remember the whole medical story behind it, but basically what could... If she wouldn't have gone to the emergency room as quickly as she did, this part would have gone black and died off because it blocked a blood vessel or something. Yeah, I just find it wild that people treat getting Botox like getting a manicure because Botox is actually... so what it's actually called is botulinum toxin and it's a neurotoxin which does affect your nervous system so it targets the communication between your nerves and your muscles and i think that's really invasive thing <laughs> that goes on when you put the, when you put that in your face um but yeah i do get I do get why people do it, especially women, because you've been told that aging is gonna basically devalue you eventually, and you get invisible if you don't look a certain way and if you don't look young. So I get the pressure that makes people do it, um, especially also with social media and the trends. Like I mentioned, there's this buckle fat removal, which is where they take well round faces apparently currently aren't in right. Selena Gomez got a lot of shit recently for, of course, they have to comment on her weight and you can see it a lot in her face. They said, um, she seems very happy. So <laughs> good good for you, Selena. But um, then there are the other celebrities that like have to fall, you know, the, almost like the heroin cheek, I would say again, where the cheeks are like very going in and you have cheekbones and then Stephanie actually did a video on that as well where she's like okay people get this done when they're 25 right but then as you get older you lose that fat so once you and that fat can never come back so once you then actually get older you look really unwell because it's like completely fallen in because you will still well lose the strength that was there before to keep your face all up and perky. so I think there should be more of a education basically behind all of this stuff because people are doing it and that's great. But I think it's scary when you can and you can just order your own Botox online and put it in yourself. Like teenagers on TikTok do like, yeah, there needs to be a lot more education about this because also if you start doing this young, at some point you can't do anything about it anymore. And then you age in my opinion, and I'm sorry, this is now Chachi, but that's who I am. (laughs) So we discovered, um, the, I feel like the younger you do it the worse you then age once you actually reach an age where you actively start looking older because yeah you've blown up your faith with fillers and yeah people say fillers break down but not a hundred percent and I'm not a doctor I'm just saying the things that I've read when I did my research because at some point yes I was like oh should I get a little filler in my chin to have more of a jawline you know but it sounds too scary for me and I know this is very controversial but that's just my opinion <laughs>
0: I mean that's kind of, that is kind of what Dolly said. Like at some point you won't be able to stop it anymore, and it will all come, you know, crashing yeah. down. <laughs> and then you will, you will probably, your face will probably age twenty years in 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 a day. I don't know. I will say though, I feel like this is a very big thing in obviously America, but also in Britain. In Belgium, there's not that many people in their twenties with fillers. I, I just, I just want to say that, like, that is something that I've noticed in the UK. That this is something that has, like, I don't know, that yeah. seems a lot. It seems a lot more normalised in in Britain. Um, I also cannot help but compare this to, and I will probably get heated talking about this, but <laughs> uh, Ozempic, oh, yeah. the injections mm-hmm. that are meant to be for uh, people with diabetes, and then people are now. <sighs> Getting it prescribed by medical professionals to lose weight, and it's never the people who actually like desperately need. It's never people who actually. It's the real have Housewives, help. to be honest. They, have oh. like, well,
1: they haven't. They haven't confirmed it, but everyone made. They all kind of accusing each other when they do those normal interviews. You know, the, the interviews where no one hears you. Just it's just. Kyle Richards talking, for example, they all make these little accusations and digs of like, oh yeah, I guess it's a... It's the workouts, but they all basically are like, mm, is she taking a Zen pic?
0: Um Yeah, and it's it's people. I've heard people like acquaintances and everything who do it as well. So it has become such a normalised thing. And it's never people who have serious health issues because of their weight. It's always people who are like, oh, I really want to lose that ten ten kilogram, and I just can't. Like I've tried all the diets, which of course <laughs> don't work. Um, and then that's why they do it. And I also feel like it's the same thing with like people want a quick fix, and it's like you know there there shouldn't even be a fix because there's nothing wrong with aging and there's nothing wrong with having those extra 10 kilograms um but it's it's a thing where I as well my main question is how do you see this long term because yeah you will probably lose a lot of weight in a very short amount of time and then what and then what are you planning on injecting this shit for the rest of your life is that really your plan like because, also, and you don't and, know the long term thing that's gonna do. It's gonna do to you to your body, especially no. if you don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> we know that this can this can affect your organs and everything, but people don't think about that. Yeah, we haven't seen the long term effects here because this is, of course, a new thing. But everyone is jumping on this train, and it's like it, I just I'm baffled. I'm absolutely baffled that this is something that is backed up by doctors like it it is just it is just unbelievable and it's that thing of like oh yeah but i need this now and then there's people like People like Oprah or something like very like people who you're like you know you have you know you have a career you're successful. Imagine having imagine having done all of that. Imagine having all of the, done all of these incredible things, and that still being the number one thing that you're focused on, and still being like, yeah, no, but I need those injections though because I need I need to. Did escape. Oprah take it? Yeah, apparently. Ooh, allegedly, <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. I don't know, but like. It's, and it's all, it's all, it's all the people and it's all the celebrities. And of course I get the pressure on them, but they're also like, um, it's also these people, like these celebrities, I, okay. I won't name any more names, but then when they've gained a little bit of weight, they're still thin and they still have an acceptable body. Then they're all like, oh, I'm a curvier woman. A fucking Courtney Kardashian. I will actually name her Courtney Kardashian. <laughs> oh, I'm curvy now. I'm happy. I'm living my life. Now she has fat burning pills. Now she came out with those, and then it's like, yeah. Then just shut the fuck up. Don't be like, oh, I'm happy now in my curvy, fuller body. No, you're not. No, you're not. Because the first chance you get, you will inject yourself with whatever the fuck is available, just so you can lose some weight. Oh my god, it drives me insane. Yes. It drives me insane. <laughs> I couldn't tell. But honestly, how? Why are people? But that's the thing. It's like. People don't think about the long-term things with this, just like with fillers, just like with Botox. And yes, it's so true. Like when you see a 20-year-old who has lip fillers that have gone completely, completely bad and it looks all like asymmetric. And then like, like why? Like why? Honestly, why? Yeah. Yeah, I know know know. this is controversial, but honestly, no. Like, Yeah. Yeah to calm myself down, I will now <laughs> go into a different section, which is I um, looked at how different cultures treat the elderly. And of course, as we probably, as most people probably know, there there is a, a big difference because in West Western cultures, um, they tend to be very youth-centric and we emphasize attributes like individualism and independence and apparently this uh is because of the protestant work ethic which is basically like as long as you can work and do like a service to your community or whatever then you're valuable and the second that you don't have that anymore then yeah that's kind of the thing right then we just put people somewhere and kind of almost forget about them as horrible as that sounds. And yeah, we know that in some cultures, that's not the case. For example, Korea in Korean families, they really expect the elderly when Koreans turn 60 or 70, those are very big life events. And then there's like big parties. Um, And as well as in Chinese culture, there's this expectation that once people get older, once the parents age, it is then the child's duty to take care of their parents. And then in um, Mediterranean and Latin culture, it is very normal for families like different generations to live under one roof. It says here, like in My Big Fat Greek Wedding, which I've never seen, but (laughs) that is apparently something to... Yeah, apparently that's the case over there. Um, or in that film. And yeah, so which... It sounds like a really good thing because then kind of the elderly remain part of like everyday life, which I think also probably helps you stay younger, like mentally. Um, But then also they all kind of support each other, like all the different generations. And then the younger people also just help out with the older generation. Um, But then I was very surprised to learn that in China, there is a law and it is quite vague. Um... So I'm not sure like when, how they can show that you broke that law, but apparently it says that adults must visit their elders often, um, or they could be fined if they don't. Yeah. (laughs) And I read this and I was like, is this really a thing? So I Googled it and it really is a thing, but like I said, it is, it is very vaguely worded. So I'm not, I'm not quite sure like yeah, Maybe again, you can
1: uh, as an the report that you haven't been visited
0: or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, which I then, I'm actually not sure how I feel about that because I mm. also think not all parents have been good people to their yeah. children. And I feel like as a child, like it's not always the child disrespecting mm. the parents sometimes. Sometimes as a child, you just need to, or as somebody's child, you need to... Keep your your own mental health and have some boundaries in place. That is just, I think, the reality. Because you know, we we do have that narrative often of like, oh yeah, but they're your parents or your grandparents. Like you need to respect them. But as we know, it's it's yeah, it's not always that way. Because some yeah, some people just have been through it <laughs> with their families, and then understandably need know, a need a distance, need, yeah, need that distance. But I did think it was very interesting, and yeah, we do. It's so true that, like, in Western culture, but it's the same with death as well. Like, we have a very, like, oh, we can't review on death. Yeah, like, oh, we can't really talk about that. And, and yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it's really interesting that you said the whole thing about the families and how they give each other purpose, basically, when the elders take care of. Because I read a lot of the times when they all live together in one household, then let 's say you have children, then your el your elders like your de- your grandparents or your parents take care of your children while you i don 't know go to work and support the household and it 's like this whole circle and it gives everyone something, and it makes everyone eventually a little bit happier if if you 're in a healthy dynamic. But what I actually thought of is a documentary I watched on Netflix, and it's called Live to 100, The Secret of Blue Zones. So just to give you a quick definition of what a blue zone is, because I didn't know about them before. Blue zones are regions in the world where people are claimed to live longer than average. And a lot of people that live very long there are around a hundred years old. So they are called Cent no, centenarians. It's really hard to say, but I will say it a few times now <laughs> throughout what I'm going to tell you. But there are like top five blue zones around the world. And I'm gonna butcher each of the names that I'm gonna say, but I'll try my best. So there is Ikaria in Greece. There is Okinawa in Japan. There is a region in Sardinia <laughs> that is called Ogliastra region. There is Loma Linda in California, and there is Nicoya Peninsula in Costa Rica. And there are, and now this I got from the American Journal of Lifestyle Medicine, it's a mix of information from there and from the Netflix documentary. But there are nine evidence based common denominators among the world's centenarians <laughs> and those nine, I don't know, rules of life basically are believed to slow down the aging process. And I'm going to really quickly summarize them for you. I've tried to shorten this as much as possible, but I'm just going to run through them and we can talk about it later. So number one is to move naturally not about lifting heavy weights or running marathons or triathlons it's just about people who live in environments that constantly makes them move for example in that italian region there's so many stairs and uphill ways that the people have to walk they just naturally always training their heart basically um then number two is purpose um knowing your sense of purpose is is worth up to seven years of extra life expectancy number three is downshift which means have routines that reduce stress. For example, the people in Okinawa in Japan, they take a few moments each day to remember their ancestors, which distracts you from everyday life. So your stress levels just going down. So it might be meditation for you, a walk, anything, painting, anything that just calms your nervous system down. Then there is the eighty percent rule that also comes from Japan, from Okinawa. Um, it's a two thousand five hundred year old. Confucian mantra um that is set before meals, and it reminds people to stop eating when their stomachs are at eighty percent full um and people in the blue zones also eat the smallest meal late afternoon or early evening, and then they don't eat anymore um till the rest of the day um apparently it's like related to like fasting and giving your body time to i don't know what the right word is to like refresh yourselves basically um. Number five is plant slant, which means they eat a lot of beans, like fava beans, black beans, soybeans, lentils, Um, and meat and mostly pork is always just eaten like five times per month. And then, and that was a surprising one for me, it says wine at five. So people in the blue zones drink alcohol moderately and regularly. So the trick for them is to drink one to two glasses of wine per day, preferably Sardinian Canon wine? Sorry for that pronunciation. Um, But drink it with friends or with food or both. And it doesn't count if you save up all week and then have like 14 drinks on one day. Number seven is belong, belong to some sort of community. In that scenario, there's a lot of religious communities, but it can be anything. Then put your loved ones first. So that relates to what you said. Um, They put their families first. They keep, that means keeping their parents and grandparents nearby or in their home that can actually lower disease and mortality rates for children in the home too, because they have more people to watch over them, um, or they commit to a life partner, which can actually add up to three years of like life expectancy. And it says, invest in your children with time and love, because they then beca- become more likely to care for you as you're aging. And then lastly, it says the right tribe, so um, which means be in a social circle that supports your healthy behaviors. Because it says, for example, if you're in a social circle that smokes, it's quite contagious and you might start smoking too. Same with like being with a lot of unhappy people, it can be contagious. So having the right tribe can add to your life expectancy
0: as well okay guess who's moving to Greece in her old age (laughs) this um well that drinking moderately thing made me think of something somebody messaged me um and said so basically I read an article about someone who was actually talking about the topic that we discussed last week which was drinking in, in the UK and she also said that um in the that she was very shocked that in the UK, people drink like this, <laughs> like the, the idea of the weekend warriors and everything, and that this really confused her. And I, um, like reposted it, referred to the podcast, of course, <laughs> and then also said that as a Belgian, this surprised me as well. And then she listened to me and said that she has a Belgian colleague like a young man who said that his grandmother is in her nineties, like 95, 96. And she says that the one that the secret to this is that she has one Belgian beer a day. And also when this boy, like, um, so when her grandson was younger, apparently this woman went to a doctor and got a doctor to like sign a note that said when he went on a school trip that he needed this one beer a day for his mental health. (laughs) And the doctor did it? (laughs) Yes! Wow. I mean, I have heard about
1: doctors say, have a glass of red wine in the evening or like once a day because it can actually like help your iron levels and some other stuff it has antioxidants in it as well but like a glass a day I haven't heard about beer being good
0: (laughs) I know I know I mean honestly I know that we have we have spoken about this kind of jokingly but the longer I think about this the more serious I am I think because I read this article of this woman a Flemish woman and she was retired and she was like okay I have two options now I can either rent a studio flat in Flanders pay a shit ton of money for this and then just sit here in Flanders or I can buy an actual villa for the same money in like a village in Portugal and just live like have a happy retirement so this woman moved to Portugal and she has like a nice house in Portugal now and she said I would never have this with the same money with like my pension in Flanders and this is honestly my plan now like moving to a sunny country uh that is cheaper and just li- just living my life over there. That's my plan, honestly. <laughs> I love that plan. I think my mom told me about
1: an article that said that too and that also Bali's Bali or Thailand, I don't know which one, is a really good place for people to retire as well. So let's go. <laughs> not the channel. I'm not going to the channel again.
0: <laughs> honestly, yes, let's go because I want to be, I want to make it to at least 120. <laughs> Because that's the thing for me. Like, I don't fear getting older, but I... Well, I fear getting older and having, like, the worst-case scenario where you need constant care and I wouldn't be able to do the things I want anymore or, like, do anything by myself anymore. But my main thing is I don't want to die. Like, it is one of the few things, actually, that can keep me up at night. Like, I struggle so much with the concept of death, Um, the thought that, like one day the world will go on and books will still be published that I can't read anymore (laughs) and there will still be foods that I can't eat anymore and I won't be able to travel anymore and I won't be able to, like, pet a cat anymore and go out for dinner. Like, it really – I just just cannot fathom that one day that will be the case or that there will always be, like, a last time you go to the cinema or a last time you go to a theme park or – that that thing is just yeah i mean and when i told this to my friend fiona she had the most fiona response possible and she was like oh no i hope i die at 60 who can be bothered (laughs) to live that long (laughs) which is very on brand for her but it really really genuinely scares me Like, I just, I just, I just cannot handle that idea. They're like, I just won't be here anymore. I also, I don't really believe in the afterlife. So, um, and if it exists, my ass is going to hell. But yeah, it's just, it is, it is something that really, that is like the one thing that can make me spiral still. (laughs) See, that's the one and probably the most rational
1: thing that should make me spiral. But it's one thing that doesn't make me spiral. I really don't care about dying. Like, I don't want to die <laughs> Not right now. I don't want to know when I'm going to die. I just, well, if it happens, it happens. It will just be the same as it was before you existed. Like, you know, you just don't know. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but I have to say, and I do think, well, because I did a little analysis, a little reflection about myself, why I am so obsessed with like horror movies and ghosty stuff. And like, I don't believe in the paranormal, but I would never sit alone in my house and do a Ouija board at midnight, you know? I respect it, but I don't believe it. Something like that. But sometimes I'm just like, when I'm at home, when i at home and I hear something weird, I'm like, I kind of even would appreciate it a little bit if I could see some sort of ghost right now. Because I would know there's more. <laughs> you know, there's an option to become a ghost. And I would love to be a ghost.
0: I don't want to be a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i have a few yeah. people i would haunt if what if it's alive. what if it's that like what is that show called that made you c- cry with like jennifer love you with <laughs> ghost whisperer or something what oh, what if yes. it's that thing what like ghosts are people who are trapped like that would be me that would, with my luck that would be me i would be trapped <laughs> but then... what if you're trapped in the biggest library
1: of t- of the times you know
0: oh but if i can actually re- touch the books and read the books then yeah that Okay. Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, I don't know. It's like, I think getting, yeah, getting to that age, like getting older, and then I'm talking like 70s, 80s, 90s or something, it can, I think, be either one of the most incredible experiences or one of the most just... In, inhumane experiences in a way which is weird because it, it is also very a very human thing of course it's like the circle yeah. of life but also it it just depends on luck it really depends on just how you like you can do yes, all of there's so
1: much you can do for yourself like I just watched qui and spoiler there's one episode where a guy is taking care of his brother and his brother had like he's been taking care of his brother for 40 years the brother was completely dependent on care he was completely paralyzed he had such bad he received really bad brain damage when he was really young in a car accident and like you can be the healthiest person on the planet but something might just happen and then yeah you're bedridden and as soon as that happens I'm gonna put that on in writing somewhere you can switch me off like I don't want this that's that's my fear I fear there's a lot more than death. I fear like being maybe here a little bit mentally but you just can't move anymore
0: yeah. And that's the thing because then, you know, you have your Jane Fonda who, yeah, says mm-hmm. that, you know, it's important to be active and exercise and eat well and everything. But then there's also David Attenbrook who is older than Jane? and he says that he never really did any of that (laughs) he said he never he says that that,
1: though but look at his life he was always traveling he always had a purpose that's the first thing he always had probably a big group of people because who wouldn't want to be friends with him and then he always was active like he wasn't doing aerobic exercises no but he was hiking through every goddamn place on this planet he was always moving like that's what it says it's not moving in the gym and lifting the heaviest weights and have a six-pack it's about just having movement that's just part of your life like you have to walk the stairs because that's where you live that kind of stuff
0: yeah which kind of brings me to the I think the last thing I kind of wanted to address here which is that when it comes to like a person needing care I think we talk a lot in society about how difficult raising a child is or how difficult life with a baby is I don't think we talk enough about taking care of an older person who needs care um because I think that can in many ways be as difficult or maybe even more difficult. Like my grandmother has dementia. She is also quite aggressive. Like it's, it's not, it's not the nice, the nice kind where a person is just calm and, you know, making jokes and everything. Um, it's yeah, she's also, she's aggressive. A lot of things have happened that I won't even share here, but it has been a traumatic experience for everyone involved. Um, My grandfather has been taking care of her. And in my opinion, putting that on someone is, is inhumane. Mm -hmm. It's like, and then just bringing her to a nursing home, is not as easy as you might think it is either. Like there's extremely long waiting lists. Um, Sometimes a person can be, you know, well enough theoretically to like, or not, not like bad enough yet to because she's quite she's young as well she's like in her early um 70s so a person can be physically like too good to be in a nursing home or something but then also just being in in a state where it's yeah i don't know i mean it sounds cruel but like where it's it becomes very difficult um So, and she always, she has also always said that she never wants to go to a nursing home, which I understand. But then on the other hand, it's like, yeah, what are the alternatives? You know, and my grandfather, he's retired. He's still mentally and physically very, very well. And maybe that has something to do with it. I mean, also dementia is in, is like in the family on that side of like both, both her parents had it, um, but my grandfather like i said he's on his laptop every single day he's like downloading things he works in the garden he goes for walks he does all of that whereas my grandmother doesn't like she she just for these past couple of the past couple of years like she she didn't really do much. Like she didn't exercise at all. Um, And she would just watch, you know, say yes to the dress or something on repeat. So it's like, you don't train your brain anymore. Whereas my grandfather, he's still learning new languages and everything. And I really do think that that makes a difference. I really do. Um, But so now I feel like this man is kind of, trapped almost and it sounds bad But it's like in he's in in this house making sure that she doesn't take all of the sleeping pills because she forgot that she already took her sleeping pills an hour ago and it's like it's it's like taking care of a baby with the added difficulties that you, as the caregiver, are also older. You didn't actively choose to be in this situation. You don't want this life. And the person you're taking care of is an adult who can do adult, possibly dangerous things. They can set the house on fire. They can get in a car and drive off, but they don't know where they are. Like, it is it is so, so difficult. And I, I honestly, I don't think I could do it. Yeah, seeing this very closely, I honestly don't, I don't think I could do it. And I don't think that's a life that anyone should live and and that has also made me think about like you know when you I don't know like when you're young and you you get married or you get in then you know of course you always say like oh I'll we'll be there like in sickness and health and everything but it can turn it can get so ugly like it can get so incredibly ugly and then you get to a point where you feel like you're you don't want to let that other person down and you don't want to just and that's how he feels like he doesn't just want to you know put her in a home and know that she will be unhappy that that she will probably be drugged on a daily basis because she is aggressive but on the other hand it's also like it's not it's not it's not like he can't live like this for much longer anymore yeah. either. So it is it is so, so, so difficult. And I feel like something like that is just not talked about enough. No, it's not. And I
1: think the emotional drain as well. I mean, you compared it to like having a child, but I think the difference is you expect to have to care for a child. You don't, even though you know this day might eventually come, you don't expect to care. I don't know, for your parents one day who always cared for you and then the, 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 the switch gets flipped and you're like... It just feels, it must be so hard emotionally to get to that point. And then also if it's your partner and yeah, you did that vow of in in sickness and health, but like all of a sudden their partner was always there and supported you and was your teammate becomes your responsibility. It must be really hard, but I think you can't really, I don't know. I don't know. I think you only know once you're in in that situation, if you can do it, or if you can't do it yeah yeah but it should definitely be talked more about (laughs) yes even just as a support even if it doesn't change anything just for supporting people who are going through it you know to lift lift the mood a little we can end this episode with like some likes and dislikes um you have well things you notice that you like more and things you like less since you've been getting older (laughs) do you have anything
0: Yes. Like what I really, really like, like the one thing that I have learned, I guess, is that, like I said before, if you would have asked 15-year-old me how she envisioned her life at 30, the answer would have been like, oh, I will be living in London, which, well, it's true now. (laughs) I will have a husband. I will have two children at least. uh, I will be rich. And most importantly, I will be thin. (laughs) Most of those things currently are not the case probably will not be the case and that I I think when you I think many of us can probably relate to that feeling of like oh but when I was younger when I was 15 or when I was 20 people who who were 30 looked like they had their shit together but now I'm 30 (laughs) and I absolutely do not have my shit together like what am I doing wrong and I have felt that way many times sometimes I still do like sometimes I look at other people and I'm like I'm still, I'm still a child though. Like I'm not mature enough to make all these decisions by myself. I'm stressed to make an appointment with a dentist. Like, what, what, what is this? How did, how did our parents and grandparents just do all of that and take take charge of all of those things? Because I'm just still, I'm still a baby. I'm <laughs> um, just a baby. I'm just a baby, and. Yeah, like I, I still have so much to learn, but then I also, the beautiful thing I think that I have noticed is that everyone feels that way. Whether people have children, whether they have built a house, whether they look like they are in control of everything, nobody really knows what they're doing. And I love that. I just love that because again, it means that there's just so many possibilities um, and that we're all just kind of faking it, <laughs> fake it till you make it. And I, yeah, I just really, really love that. Um I guess what I don't like about getting older is getting more and more, um, I think losing the uh, illusion sometimes that like the world is maybe better (laughs) than it is. I don't know. That can be very exhausting sometimes, I think. Um, Like, you know, when when I was younger, like, believing in like things like justice or something or that like if something would go wrong that there that like there would be a system in place that would help you and of course as I get older now and I listen to a lot of true crime I have realized yeah that is not the case <laughs> at all like nobody really has your best interest in mind especially the people who should have your best interest in mind and yeah just seeing all of that like really realizing the the ugliness sometimes but then I also have learned to appreciate the small mundane beautiful things a bit more I don't know it's it's honestly like Mo Gaudat said when he was like you see all of these horrible things every day but then there's also so much beauty every day I don't know that was really nice and deep because what I have written down
1: is not like that at all (laughs) I'm being very literal about things that I started liking and not liking. And I'm just going to go into my list because, well, that's what I prepared for. But what I also want to say about what you just said with like the illusion of that people have your best interests at heart is being destroyed. I just, and true crime, I just watched that Netflix documentary, which is a recommendation. It's called American Nightmare um three episodes and it proves that point because there's a woman literally being abducted at night out of her bed out of her boyfriend's in her bed and no one believes her they are calling her her, the gone girl because gone girl just came out that year and the police literally acts like she was faking her own abduction yeah you should watch it it's pretty intense (laughs) um i will yeah because the police did not have her best interest at heart um But yeah, some things I wrote down (laughs) that I started to like and dislike more as I was getting older is, well, the first thing that I like is I can say no to things without blinking an eye. I don't feel bad about it anymore. I don't care if people, well, to a certain level, of course, I don't care if people get upset because I put myself first. And I'm definitely not fearing missing out all the time anymore because I am not missing out because I said no, and now I can actually do what I wanted to do. Um, So, yeah, I guess I'm going back to I started to care less what others think of me and my decisions. For example, this podcast, maybe a few years ago, would have been, oh, but people would think I'm a certain, I don't know, I'm weird or like full of myself to start a podcast where I talk about myself and what I think. But now I'm like, this is really cool that I'm doing this and I'm glad I'm doing it. Um, Yeah. And then things I dislike. I'm being very literal here. I do not like clubs. I do not like going to bed after midnight that much. I mean, depends what the situation is. If we're in someone's home and chilling, I'm fine. But being out on the streets at 2 a.m., no ma'am. I don't like very drunk people. And then lastly, something you actually recently mentioned, Gladys. (laughs) And this is some old lady move of me. But I hate it when grocery stores change their layout and you can't find anything anymore. Yeah, I want to add that to my list as well. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you told me you went to your co-op and nothing was where it used to be. Yeah, the same now happened at my Tesco's.
0: <laughs> I oh, I went I bold of you to think I go to co-op. How rich do you think I am? I went co-op. <laughs> I went to little girl. I went <laughs> I went to my I went to my local little and nothing was where it usually was. And I got so fucking annoyed that halfway through my list, I was like, you know what? I don't want to be here anymore. I want to go. (laughs) Also because they change things, but not for the better. It's not logical because you had like bottleneck situations in aisles where you never had them. But now people, there was like, there were like jams of people, like traffic jams where I was like, it was better before. And I'm sure I will get used to it. You know, I've been back a couple of times now. It's Getting better, we're getting there, (laughs) yeah, slowly. But I still feel like, no, why are people changing things just for the sake of changing them? It's not, it's, it's, I still feel like before it was better. Um, (laughs) but I also definitely think what you said, um, about just doing what you know you like and you don't like and just going with that, um, yeah. Also, just not, I definitely have that as well, like not caring, caring about, oh, will this be cringe? Will this be this? Like, I used to have that so much with my writing and, yeah, with the podcast as, as well. I would have felt the same way, but also with my writing where I was like, oh, but, you know, if I post this now or if I post this and it doesn't do well, then that means that it's shit. And now, and now I'm like, no, I'm sharing things with the world. That's very cool. Many people want to do that, but are not doing that. And I'm doing that, and that's already something to be to be proud of, you know. And then if people like a picture of my face more than they than they like um, something that I've written, that is just how people are. And that is how social media and the internet, unfortunately works and it's not because somebody something means a lot to you that it means a lot to the people who are scrolling through their feed and that's you know like that's how we felt to be honest with some of the things that we have shared as well we we're like oh this is such a good clip and then it doesn't get any likes and then there's that moment of like oh well okay then <laughs> but it's like <laughs> yeah that's just there are so many before I would have taken that as like confirmation that you know we were being we were doing something wrong, or they're like oh. we were being cringy. Whereas now, I'm like, no, that has nothing to do with it. It's all just there are so many. There's like a thousand reasons why people just are not like. Also, people are never as focused on you as you are focused on you. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. real, realizing that has been yeah has been really really good for me. Yes. Well, that was a roller coaster of an episode.
1: But I really enjoyed it. It was again a little therapy session, I think.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it is such a such an incredible cliche, but I think it's true. Even though I don't like it when people say that to me, but life is only worth living because you know that it's not forever. I guess, even though I still think, if I was in the good place, I could spend it like on that show, not necessarily the good place, but like you know how they end up, like living living yeah. for like centuries and centuries I feel like I i feel like I would be okay I feel like I could do that <laughs> yeah, if I, I if I would good. have access to like all the food and the books and everything that I wanted I think I, I I think I could live forever um but yeah and also it's like the one thing we all have in common I guess <laughs> we are gonna kick the bucket yeah <laughs> But not for, I don't know, another 100 years, hopefully. <laughs> oh my God. No, I don't, I want to be able to move if I'm just sitting there. Maybe I will be. I don't know. People are getting older and yeah. older. Maybe we're just going to be 120 living there in Greece or Portugal <laughs> or wherever. Broadcasting live from our retirement studio. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the world's still alive and not uh, that, that's another one nuclear that's... winter well, whatever <laughs> that's let's get not lo- let's not get no. lost in these details <laughs> let's end on a good note let's just
1: let's just leave it here so before we wrap up we wanted to say a big thank you to all of you who made it to the end of this episode of this journey of an episode um we hope you enjoyed it and maybe heard something you could relate to and remember the journey doesn't end here Um, We will be back next week with a brand new episode.
0: Yes, and the best part is we want to hear from you because you'll have your own unique experiences and stories to share. So connect with us on Instagram at wearemillennialmusings or on TikTok. Uh, Share your own musings, funny moments and the not-so-glorious times of being a millennial or any other generation. And also, if you liked this episode, please consider following us because that really helps or sharing even that's that's even better yes sharing us tell your friend your neighbor your mama about it
1: it really helps and so until next week stay curious and keep those stories coming bye bye